Welcome to another never welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the DC leader of Breadcoin, Pastor William Spence. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, man. I, I'm honored to be with you. I'm I'm honored to have you. Now <laughs> let's get this out the way right now. <laughs> I my, my first of all, uh thanks to to our mutual friend ours, uh Captain Jonathan Branch. He was the one that introduced this. And when he said bread coin, I was like, wait a minute, do he mean Bitcoin? Right. Like, nah, he's like, nah, I mean, bread coin. I'm like, never heard of it. So <laughs> you have to, we're going to start out with you explaining exactly what bread coin is. You got it, James. I, again, we just appreciate the time that you're going to open up for us, man. I appreciate meeting you. Like I told you in the beginning, anybody that knows Captain Branch, I'm happy to know because this brother, man, is uh, an unusual man. And um, uh, when I say that, I mean just a special guy from the heart with everything he does. And uh, we're, we're, we're honored to have him, blessed to have him in D.C. in law enforcement, because, as you know, that's a difficult job, brother. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful to have him in that position where he's influencing other officers as well. Man, great guy. So we appreciate mm-hmm. him. So um, Bitcoin was um, founded by our president and, and, and board chair. Scott Borger, who is a um, economist. And Scott had this idea that, um, son of a preacher, and he had this idea that uh, giving in the community needed to be more tangible and that people should be giving and receiving in relationship with one another. And not just kind of that whole picture of walking down the street and somebody saying, man, can I get a quarter? I'm hungry. Can I get And you handing them something and kind of barely looking at them and keeping it moving. You know, it it was an idea to try to build into people's hearts or at least pull out of their hearts the desire to be in relationship with those, you know, who who may be going through some challenges in their lives and to help them find a meal today. And so a Bitcoin food token um, is a community food token that local vendors receive just like cash. It almost works like a gift certificate to local vendors in, in cities or in areas where the red coin is received. And so it's an alternative payment system. That ultimately, it's an alternative payment system. And so when someone has a bread coin food token, uh, which is about the size of a quarter, it's a little bit thicker than a quarter, it's bronze in color, um, and it has our logo on it. And across it, it has give us this day our daily bread, kind of which is one of our values uh, around bread coin. We want everybody to have the dignity of choice around what they eat today. The same way you and I can decide whether we want Popeye's today or we want to go to, to a Morgan Steakhouse. You know I mean? I, hopefully we can make that decision today. But the reality is we just want everybody to, to, to have equal ground and around uh, the dignity of choice around food. And so it's kind of a food equity and food justice uh, mission as well um, in the city. Um, it's designed, obviously, to empower those and, uh, and feed underserved communities and empower people who may be underserved and marginalized uh, in our cities and, and, and across this country, for that matter. Uh, we find that everywhere. Um, and, and the wheelhouse of Breadcoin is local vendors that we go out and talk to and, and suggest to them that they accept this coin like cash. Um, and they decide to sign on with us uh, to do that. Uh, and then we're in partnership with agencies and organizations across D.C., across Baltimore City, other cities that we're in. Uh, we partner with those who are in proximity to hunger, those who are serving those who may need a meal tonight or at some point during the week while they're serving them. Um, so we deal with government agencies, school, churches in urban America, 
um, to help empower them to have another way of helping people eat. And uh, so let me stop there and just say that that's somewhat of an introduction about what it is. And then we can dig a little bit deeper um, as you uh, continue our conversation. Okay. So there's, so there's the actual physical coin. Yes, this is an actual physical token, a coin, if you will, that is utilized like currency. It's not currency. We can't say that, but it's utilized just like currency. What is the value of it? So each food token is worth $2.50. And it used to be $2.20, but we increased it um, some months ago because of inflation. So that's the beauty of having uh, a founder who is an economist. He understands when it's time to raise the value of the coin. And he understands uh, the need to build into local communities an ecosystem where people can take care of one another. Um, this token goes around uh, in a local community. And, 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 and the power of that is, is that the token for each dollar value in this token, it, it equals a multiple of three. So this token circulates in a community three times and has the multiple of three effect in that community when it comes to dollars that are circulating in that community. So it's keeping money in that community by um, making sure that, you know, 99.9% .9 of the local food vendors we, we deal with are all, are all local owner-operated restaurants. We really don't deal with franchises. We deal with local owner-operated food vendors who oftentimes are themselves struggling to stay in business. And so Breadcoin Food Tokens has created another way for them to receive income, to pay their employees. Uh, the cost of food has gone up to keep their food there because we want the vendor to feed the community and we want the community to be able to be hired. Most of our vendors that we deal with hire in the community. So there's this ongoing ripple effect of impact because of a Breadcoin Food Token being used. Do you know the exact number of coins that's in rotation right now? In D.C., we're, we're about 4,500 tokens. By probably the end of this year, we'll be somewhere around 6,500. Um, every year, we we're growing exponentially in D.C. This is our headquarters and where we first started. Um, we're in Baltimore City, too. We're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We're in Tampa, Florida. And we're exploring some other cities as we have capacity. But D.C. is ground zero for Breadcoin. And we got about, like I say, between 4,500 and 5,000 tokens right now circulating in the city. How do you go about getting the vendors? Well, you know, that's where a guy like me comes in as the D.C. leader of Breadcoin. I, I got introduced to Breadcoin by meeting Scott and Carrie. Carrie Umhau is our executive director and the co-founder of Breadcoin and, uh, in D.C. They were volunteers at a local men's shelter in D.C. called Central Union Mission in downtown D.C. Well, I met them there because I was a senior chaplain at Central Union Mission, and I helped to run their drug and alcohol program at that shelter for men. And that's where I met Scott and Carrie and first saw a Breadcoin food token. I didn't know what that thing was. What is this? <laughs> and uh, and by, at that point, you know, in 2016, all we had was like two vendors downtown by Union Station, D.C. It was a very new thing. It was very young. Um, and when I when when I was being called away from Central Union Mission, my tenure there, moving on into more ministry opportunities. I didn't realize Breadcoin would be one of them, but Scott and I sat down, he said, hey, William, would you take a look at this and, and, and see if you wanna come alongside us? And I took a look at it and sold on it right away. Yeah, I wanna help with this. Is this and now here it is, 2023, 2023, and I'm still doing it and, uh, and excited about it. I've sat on their board uh, since 2017 to help guide the organization. And then I wanted to be boots on the ground because that's the kind of guy I am. 
Um, and so that's kind of my story and background of how I got connected to Breadcoin. And it just so happens my background is sales and uh, in real estate. And I've just about sold everything in my lifetime. And so I became kind of the sales guy who would go out in the community and talk to local vendors about partnering with us. Um, we have, you know, sat down with our lawyers. We developed a small agreement uh, that vendors sign. And, and all we really care about mostly is that everyone is treated with respect when they come in with a Breadcoin food token and that it cannot be exchanged for anything other than a prepared meal. You can't exchange it for alcohol. You can't exchange it for a loaf of bread right now. The only thing you can do is exchange it for that hot meal that that person or their family might receive. You you said that it didn't, you said you immediately uh, made a decision to join, you know, to join Breakpoint. How did you arrive at that decision so quickly? Like what made it, what motivated you to be? Well, you know, you, you, you know, everybody would know, as you said, Pastor William Spence, I am in ministry. And, and as I was leaving Central Union Mission, you know, one of the goals um, for me that I felt in my heart was that God was calling me out into other to expand my ministry impact in the city. And I just didn't realize when I sat down with Scott that Breadcoin was one of those opportunities to do that. Um, so it, it is for me a ministry. It is for me to reach out to those who are underserved and marginalized in our cities and to welcome them into a place of dignity, or at least around what they're eating and around how they're treated around food. I mean, people, you know, I mean, we, 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 we just, I worked in homelessness for a long time, and, 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 and the challenge with that is, man, it's kind of tough, man, sometimes handing out that brown paper bag with that bologna sandwich that's been in there all mashed up and dried up with an apple and a small bottle of water and hand that to somebody and just let them go their way. Now, you know, when people are hungry, we, we want to give what we can to make sure somebody has something. But, you know, how much better it is when people are able to give to an organization like this where people can be given a, a somewhat of a currency, a type of currency in their hand, a type of gift certificate, if you will, in their hand that's used at local food vendors and they can go in and get a meal for themselves and eat, you know, you know, if they want a steak and cheese today or they want a garden salad or they want a spinach salad or they want to get whatever they want at local vendors. We got about 65 vendors in D.C. who take this token just like cash. And that's a growing network of vendors. Every day people are calling us and signing up now. Uh, we've done our sales work well in getting it out there. And so now the vendors are calling us to sign up uh, because they're finding out that other vendors in their community are really benefiting from taking the token. A lot of us take um, having a hot meal every day for granted. That's just the reality because we're so blessed and we're so fortunate. So I want you in your own words to explain why is it important for those who don't necessarily get a hot meal every day like why is that important you know i think one, one of the central reasons why it's important uh james is that it, it's a real human issue it's a soul issue to me it's a human issue uh food hunger and you know people who are hungry oftentimes are um overlooked i mean you you you, you you're out every day moving around and you're hungry and that's your core need. And you can begin to stop feeling like you're even human. And, and, and the way people treat people sometimes who have needs like this and are hungry. Um, and I'm not just, you know, I'm focusing right now on that hungry person that may be homeless, may be, you know, unhoused right now and going through uh, in a real serious way. But uh, I mean, hunger can happen with people that are working every day, you know, so. 
that father that's out working and trying to feed his kids, but he can't eat tonight because he's feeding the kids tonight. Or that mom who's, you know, working hard and only got a part-time job and no health insurance. And she's just trying to take care of babies and, you know, she's not going to eat, but they're going to eat, you know, and, or they, they're choosing to eat uh, and split that food up between five kids. And it's not enough nutrition for those kids to go to school the next morning. So this is a, a dignity issue from top to bottom, from stem to stern. It is about the quality and the value of a human beings. What I think is their right to have a meal, to be able to eat and uh, today. And, and, and I think it's an issue that we all got to care about um, at a level uh, that's, uh, that people can be helped. But then it's the idea that we, we do these community flash tables, we call them, James. I'll answer this question in something practical that we do to express why that why your question is important. And so we have these community flash tables and a flash table. We pop up in neighborhoods where there is clearly hunger and there's clearly challenges. And we just set up about 10 tables, eight to 10 tables. We set up tents. We put the chairs under the tables. We put white tablecloths down. We bring real plates. We bring, we bring real dishware. We set those tables for the community. We bring real napkins, put them down. And we invite our local vendor to come there and to provide a meal. And we bring volunteers out to host those tables and to provide. And the community just comes and sits. And they're asked, what would you like to have today? They choose what they want. They pay for it with the bread coins that we've given them. And the person hosting the table brings them their plate, picks their plate up, takes it away. And if they want more, they can bring them another plate. And other people just sit at those tables and people meet each other and talk to each other. Sometimes people that are struggling with hunger feel so isolated, sir. They feel so left alone. They feel so unseen. And so a part of what bread coin is about is helping people understand how important it is that we take care of one another. And I know we can get so tied up in our own lives until it's very hard sometimes to look up and see somebody else's pain. But it's necessary if we're going to bring any sense of healing and any sense of, um, of hope to our communities that oftentimes don't have much hope. In D.C. here, in Baltimore, that's close by, um, there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. And a lot of times we can just provide a bit of a relief by somebody just simply being able to sit down, have a meal with people who want to just hear their story. We don't want nothing from them. We don't need your ID. We don't need your social security number. All we want you to do is sit down, have a meal and receive that meal, have a conversation and get up and walk away anytime you feel like it. But we just want you to know that we see you and that we respect your humanity and the fact that you should be able to have a meal today. Do you ever encounter people that are too prideful, like have too much dignity to take the coin? We, we find that. I mean, sometimes people are like, nah, that's OK, man, I'm going to give it to somebody else. And, and, and we do that. We say, hey, listen, you take them. We give you a roll. We roll them up like a roll of quarters sometimes. That's how we give them out in the community. And we'll say, hey, you take the roll and you feed the community. You hand them out to those that you know need it. And brother, I will hand out a roll of coins. There's some corners in D.C., you know, where the brothers are not quite doing the way we want them to do, but they know the hungry people in the community. And I'll hand the coin to them and say, hey, man, just hand this out to people in the community and uh, who are hungry. So sometimes we have people who are unhoused who are also handing tokens out in the community to others who are hungry and helping them eat. 
I mean, through this, we've had people who are unhoused and homeless and struggling in the community to get job. Some of the food vendors hire these people because they become bread coin ambassadors in the community and they're bringing people into the restaurants. And, and some of the restaurant vendors have hired people. They've gotten jobs literally because they were helping bread coin spread this good news about everybody eating with dignity. We you in the, we're in the DC area, you know DC the, the surrounding areas of DC. We have some of the most successful people in the country, um, but yet there are people struggling with hunger, just having a meal every day. Do you ever get surprised by the amount of people who just don't have a that can't say for certain they're going to have a hot meal for the day? Brother, I'm surprised all the time. Let me tell you. There's more and more of those who have that testimony. There are more and more people who are finding themselves hungry now than ever before in D.C. and beyond. More and more. Brother. As we come out of COVID, more and more people are struggling. And, uh, and it's just happening more and more. And, and, and we see more and more hungry. And we see the working hungry. So it's not just about you know, those that are unhoused. This token is not, you know, quote unquote, the homeless token. This is a community opportunity. Um, where neighbors can take care of one another and the community can respond to the hunger in this way. And so it, it's really powerful to watch the community do that. And uh, where, you know, people are creating, starting catering businesses and, uh, and people that are, that didn't have jobs are getting jobs. So that kind of thing is happening, but it is a lot of, a lot of need out there, you know, but there's a lot of folks, man, who give to Breadcoin. We have generous donors. We have a a monthly membership program where people give $25 a month. And that allows us to keep that particular group of tokens circulating in the community and keep the vendors paid for taking it. And so we have a lot of generous members to Breadcoin. They sign up on our website, become members um, and give monthly. And then we have donors who give to us, obviously, once or twice a year. They're very generous because some of these people you just said about, you know, the people, the wealthy, some of these people will never be in front of a person like I might be in front of them. And so they give to Breadcoin because they appreciate the fact that we are supporting the local vendor to stay in business. And we're also making sure that people are given dignity around the meal that they have tonight. And uh, so we have a lot of people who will never even see or never approach a person who may be hungry or struggling with housing or struggling with addiction, struggling with coming home from prison, whatever it might be. But they're willing to give to Breadcoin and we want them to do that. This is a personal question for you. Um, because your work, you're so close with Breakpoint because of the work you do, does it make you appreciate having a, a, a meal every day? Yeah, it, it makes me appreciate having a meal every day. And, and one of the things that we do is that, you know, you know, I use bread coins too. <laughs> so we want everybody to use the token. We have teachers and pastors and police officers and various people who go into these local restaurants and use the tokens as well. Uh, we want everybody to be touched by the fact um, that, that this token exists, number one, to help people, but also it reminds you every time you use it to pay for something, it reminds you that somebody's hungry tonight. Somebody else um, is able to eat tonight because we are supporting uh, spreading this token in the community. But it, it continues to keep me centered and grounded in my ministry work. Um, and that it's not just about standing in a pulpit on Sunday and preaching to people who all go home and eat on that Sunday night, 
but it's about ministering. Jesus ministered to the least of these. He went out in the community and he served the community and touched people's lives that the religious leaders sometimes in Jesus' day didn't want to touch. So that's where we are with this. We That's a part of our mission in serving God. But it's also, in, in addition to that, um, a great opportunity for us to be fed in our hearts by helping others be fed in their bellies. And so it touches us and it reminds us of how important it is to remain human uh, in our hearts and to remain compassionate and caring about one another um, in our communities. I bring my children, my sons out to these events so they also can see what dad does, number one, in the community. And this is the kind of family we are. And so they will take on that attitude that, yeah, you know, we go out, we use bread coins too. And we go and do these flash tables and my sons go and make meals and serve tables and help people. Uh, we bring folks out, volunteers out who uh, may be on probation and they need to do some things. We bring high school students out to these events who need to do some volunteer hours in the community for high school. Uh, uh, we, we, we bring all kinds of people out, you know, corporate leaders and lawyers and doctors and uh, presidents of organizations and, you know, uh, the trash guy who run the trash truck on the week. Everybody comes out and volunteers with Breadcoin. And so it allows everybody to come together and realize we're one human family. And I think that's and I'm not trying to overstate it here. This is what we experience when we're out in the community. This token brings people together. And that's a part of what it's supposed to do. It feeds, but it brings people together. And that's one of the bigger principles of why it's so important. Well, each word you say, I can hear the excitement and the passion in your voice. Where does that come from? It comes from my experience with, with doing it. Um, you got to get involved. And, and when you get involved in your community, um, I just believe that your spirit um, is impacted in a way uh, by caring about loving and, and being in a position where others can be blessed by the fact that you are alive and you can be blessed by the fact that they are alive. Um, I've met some of the most wonderful and wise and smart and generous people. Uh, who are right now unhoused or right now they're coming out of prison or right now they're dealing with some circumstances. But, you know, James, you know, but like people say, but for the grace of God, that could be you and me. Mm -hmm. That could be you and me walking down by that liquor store needing something to eat or, you know, standing on that corner, you know, and our kids are hungry. That could be you or I. And at some point in our lives in the past, maybe it was. And God has been generous to us and he has helped us. And so we want to be a part of helping others realize there's more that they can enjoy in this life. They don't have to see this life as just one day of suffering after another. But there can be an opportunity for them to experience the love of community and neighborhood, the love of family. And it might not be their biological family. We just want to show them there, is, there are people that care and you can come into community and be cared for around a meal. And, and, and it works. And it works because um, as people meet one another in communities that we go into, then those relationships get going and people join th into things in, in the community together and get to know one another. Um, and the local vendor um, is involved. You know, and that's the beauty of the local vendor because local vendor now gets to know the community. They're not just there, you know, behind six inches of glass taking somebody's money. I'm here. Okay, because it, it went it went yeah, south. Somebody, somebody called me. I'm sorry. Oh, you fine. You fine. Okay. Now yes, I'm, I'm passionate, brother. Yes. You I want I want I want you to think about something because we in the beginning we we mentioned that you're a pastor. Can you imagine yourself doing this work if you were not a pastor? 
Well, that, that's what I want. I, I, I honestly, brother, I don't want it to be about the fact that I'm a pastor. I want it to be about the fact that I'm a human being. And the pastoring is something that I do that I feel like God called me to do. But that's that's limited. Um, what, what I'm doing in the community is much bigger and much more important than simply pastoring a local church. I see myself as being a part of how God shepherds neighborhoods and shepherds communities, how his presence can be felt and known in places where where Jesus would want to be known. And so uh, everybody doesn't choose the same religious path that I've chosen. They chose other paths, but that's okay. We want everybody to receive the same love and the same dignity of choice um, that we want our children and our families to have in life. And so it's about caring beyond, you know, you and yours. And, uh, and, and, and doing work like this expands you beyond the limits of your everyday life and the, and the same people that you see every day. We love them. We appreciate them. My wife comes out and does these events with me. As I said before, my children, <clears throat> excuse me, my 94-year-old mother comes out who's a retired school teacher, and she's such a blessing in the community and uh, in these events. And so this is about the human family, and, and, and it's about people just honoring one another. Um, as we do um, this work in the community. I was today, there was a, um, a police officer who died um, last week. They had his repass at the district, fourth district police station today in DC. And I was just dropping off bread coins because we donate to the officers who do outreach for the district police department uh, at various districts across the city. And they were having this repass there today. And so I was able to stay and, and, and kind of minister to some of the officers who were hurting because they had lost one of their, their comrades and uh, who just, a car turned a corner. He was on a motorcycle, a car turned a corner, ran dead into him and killed him. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just policing the community on his motorcycle. And he was a great guy. And so, but I would not told, I would told the officer today, I said, you know, man, the way I grew up in DC, I would never be in a police station like this in the past. I would never be in here caring about officers because I saw them as the enemy a lot of times. But Breadcoin has allowed me to enter into spaces that has expanded my humanity and helped me grow as a person. So it's not just about being a pastor. Uh, we all need to continue to grow as human beings. And Breadcoin has really helped me and allowed me to expand as a human being. This is a personal question, but I feel it's important to ask. How did you personally develop such a strong relationship with God? Well, I, I was um, in my past, brother, I, as I was alluding to a moment ago, you know, I was involved with a life of crime and, 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 and in D.C. And, and doing a lot of things that, that obviously were hurtful to my own life, my family and to the community. And uh, and and Jesus came into my life uh, one day and uh, going to a a church service that I did not want to go to. Uh, I was with a friend who wanted to go. And ended up, um, my heart was touched by God that day. And I went on a journey of trying to understand what that meant, what I felt that day and what it meant. And what it meant for me was receiving Christ um, as my savior. And from there, um, the power of God came over my life. And, uh, and I knew I was different. And God wanted to do something with me and uh, with my life. And from there, he took me on this journey um, that has brought me to this point of pastoring and this point of uh, doing uh, global missions. I've been around the world to Africa, India, preaching various places. And um, I've just had the great opportunity 
of being able to give and share my life um, um, because I believe it came from God. And, uh, and while I did spend some of our years bringing harm to others, um, I spend the rest of my life trying to bring help to others and, uh, and bring the love of God to them in whatever expression that comes. You know, and, and in this case tonight, like we're talking about, it comes through a bread coin food token. Um, and I, I get a chance to minister to officers or I get a chance to touch the life of a school teacher who may be going through a bad day today. But because I'm around, I get a chance to minister to him and encourage him and pray for him. I get a chance, you know, to, to, to talk to the chief of police or the mayors of cities. I get a chance to sit down with them and pray for them and connect with them. And so uh, where my ministry expands and, and grows in those areas, I get a chance to go into prisons. I mean, I've, I've been in prison ministry a long time, but I get a chance to go in. I meet so many people doing this. They open doors for me um, to come and share about Breadcoin, like meeting you, James, through through, through Captain Branch. Um, and 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 that's a powerful thing because I don't know where our relationship is going from here. You know, so um, I appreciate the fact that that God has used this to to open doors for me to do his will. Uh, and that's what's most important to me and to give in the way he wants me to. You, you mentioned while you were speaking, you mentioned that you did a lot of harm in the community, which is unfortunate. So is there a part of you that feels like there's a debt that you need to pay back to the community and that's why you go so hard with this? Well, there's this, I'll say that the debt was paid by Christ, so I'm not paying the debt. But what I am doing is I am committed to making sure that as to whatever level of darkness that I brought to the community, that the light that shines through my life will erase the memory and the history of that darkness that my life was used to bring as well. So I thank God for that. Um, he saved me. He forgave me for everything I did. And I appreciate that so much. But forgiveness has postured me and put me in a place that I want to be a light now. And, I, and it gives me a special opportunity to be a light in brothers and sisters' lives who may be still um, in a life of crime or in a life where um, uh, it's not quite the way that God would have them to live it. But that's all right. We're going to find them where they are, love them where they are and offer them an opportunity to walk in a, in a different way in their lives as well. So that, yes, that's that's exactly what I am out there working hard because I want people to know that you can change and that you can grow and you can expand who you are and be more. You're more than what you're doing on that corner. Well, you know, you, you running and ripping and running and pulling capers and doing this and that. But you're bigger than that. You're more than that. I just came out of Bible study here at Salvation Army. Uh, with these men here in the rehab program. I do this on Thursday night. I teach Bible study here. I just came out talking to them about the same. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. That was somebody calling me on my phone. I did this on my phone and uh, thinking that it wouldn't be too much, but I had somebody <laughs> trying to reach me. So I was just trying to uh, answer. I was trying to turn the call off. So sorry. That's fine. Go ahead, but you can continue. So I don't know where it broke off, but I, I am, um, you know, I'm just excited about the fact that you know, I can touch the lives of others who may still be feel trapped in those dark places and dark spaces um, and know that there's the light that can shine in that darkness and show them a way out. Um, and Breadcoin offers me the opportunity to get near people and get close to people. Uh, you know, Jesus talked about that in the gospel. You know, how can a man even hear what you're saying to him if his belly <laughs> is hungry, his mm. hunger right? is so loud that he can't even hear what you're saying to him. Give him something to eat and then tell him about me. Wow. And so this is a mission, a kingdom mission. And we believe our tables that we set in the community are kingdom tables where everybody is welcome to sit down and experience that light that we're talking about. 
I want to close with this. What excites you the most about Breadcoin moving forward? So what excites me the most is we are we are putting we've done this long enough now that we have proof of concept. They call it right. Proof of concept. We know this works. This works and it's proven to work. Um, one of the other things that we do is that if a vendor has been with us for at least a year as a Redcoin partner, then and they've been active with us. We will allow that vendor to apply for some microfinancing from Breadcoin. And we will give up to twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars to that vendor, and they pay us back in breadcoins. And we've had successful loans go out and get paid back. And some of these vendors have been able to buy food trucks to expand their business. They've been able to buy new equipment for their kitchens to continue to build their business. And so on the economic side of it, I'm excited about the fact that we can strengthen business in communities where businesses often are, are just not found. I mean, our communities are food, the food desert problem and the food access problems in our communities is horrible. And so we need strong vendors in the community. I'm excited about the fact that we're putting this playbook together now, indeed, out of our experience in DC, that we can take to other cities across America. I'm in conversations right now with, with some leaders in Nashville, Tennessee, who want Breadcoin to come there. And there are other cities that we can go to. And our prayer is that we will have Breadcoin networks exploding in urban cities and in rural communities all across America. Wherever there's poverty, wherever there's hunger, wherever there's need, we want Breadcoin networks to be exploding in those places. And so I'm a visionary. And so I'm excited about Breadcoin all the way back to 2016 because I heard from Scott that he wanted to do something that impacted the world, not just impacted D.C., but something that impacts nations. And so we're looking at that side of it. We're working now on the blockchain technology side because we need Breadcoin food tokens to also become a digital uh, or to, to have a digital way of people using utilizing Breadcoin um, to, to go out in the community. Obviously, we can't continue to mint tokens forever. It'd be a million, 14 million tokens industry. We can't do that. <laughs> so at some point, it has to be digitized. It has to go into a system. And so, you know, that's what Scott is working on now with the technology council that we've developed to work on transitioning Breadcoin over into blockchain technology, where it will be kind of like Bitcoin. You know what I mean? But it'll just be called Breadcoin. And, <laughs> and people will have it on a card. We'll be able to download it on a card, like a debit card. They'll be able to take it and use it various places. And uh, and we'll always still have our food token. But so we have a vision for this. And 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 the vision is that people are eating, that nobody goes to bed hungry. But the other vision of this is that people come out of their silos and at churches and law enforcement agencies and city governments and schools. And, you know, and, 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 and the local business person are working together to make communities viable and fill those communities with hope. And so I'm a preacher, right? So I have vision for hope and for restoration, and for reformation, and uh, for people to, to walk in a sense of revival in these communities. You know, too many of our brothers and sisters are dying on these corners, man. And, and, and the reality is we, we have to be a part of something that helps to stop that, to end that. And, to, and that all happens in the heart of people. And so we believe, you know, like they used to say, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Well, you know, that's a lot of truth with that for all human beings. The way to their heart is through their stomach. Uh, listen, I truly appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, it's been a very enjoyable conversation because 
I could just hear it in your voice how passionate you are. And because this is so, because this purpose is so important, it's great to have a person that's so passionate about it. So thank you for taking the time to do this. And also, I'm sure I speak on behalf of the community by saying thank you for being so passionate about it and, and making a difference. James, I, I really, mind. I want to honor you, man. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, just, you know, from cap calling you and saying, hey, you ought to talk to this guy and for you being able to open up and receive that. I really, 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 truly appreciate you and him. And we just want folks to know you can go to our website at www.breadcoin.org, breadcoin.org. Um, you can sign up on there to be a volunteer. If you want to come out to some of our events and serve and feed the community, um, you can sign up as a volunteer. We have a membership uh, area on our website if you want to give to Breadcoin and become a part of that with tokens going to communities to feed people. So breadcoin.org. Thank you, James. Thank you. And I wish you all the best moving forward with Breadcoin because it's, it's a great concept and I'm sure to do well. Appreciate that, brother. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lant. My Facebook is also conversations with Lant. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.